Welcome to the Strip Town Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're bad or great. From boomerang to too little, too late, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. Anyone with half a heart would put him down. It's my co-host, Evan. Drunk on wine, he's amazing. Bitter pill, it's his raising. It's my co-host, Saker. Bitter pill is my raising. I'll tell you that I didn't understand that lyric when it happened to the song, and I still don't understand it. That's why I decided to highlight it, because (laughs) I think I understand what he means, but it is a long walk for, I don't know. (laughs) For anything. (laughs) For a short pier, as they say. Uh, Interesting. Uh, Yeah, well, but the first part also is, uh, I understand, but is not true. I'm not a wine boy. I I cannot tell you. I like two kinds of wine. Sweeties. You like the sweeters? Moscato and ice wine. And Rieslings. I want to get you into a Riesling. A nice sweet Mm. Riesling. Maybe, but they still, just like beer, man. Beer I mm. can't do. They just all have this aftertaste to me that's just like yucky poo-poo. That's I don't the, want this. That's the alcohol. Oh, <laughs> I like all the other parts. What else can I drink that doesn't have alcohol in it? Uh, raisin juice. <laughs> okay, drunk on wine, it's a raisin. Drunk on wine, I'm amazing. Bitter oh, pill, bitter it's pill, my that's raisin. That's a raisin. Got it. <laughs> that's a raisin. Um, are you a wine boy? Um, I used to be, but it gives me heartburn now because I'm an old man. Oh, man. That's real sad. So I can have sad. a couple glasses of wine, but if I get wine drunk, that's going to be a rough night ahead of me. Sure. I have gotten wine drunk exactly once. It was I was at a convention with my band, and uh, there was a green room for the guests, and they had liquor. It was a very small convention. Mm-hmm. And all the liquor got drunk by all the guests, and then one girl was like, hey, I have a bottle of wine. And uh, everybody's like, eh, no thanks. So me and this girl basically just split a bottle of wine after we drank a shit ton of liquor. And I have never woken up in the morning with a worse head. There's no rhyme for <laughs> liquor than wine not feeling fine. But there should be because I was not prepared for that. Yeah, yeah. Wine can, uh, it's, was it red or white? I it was it, red. Uh, yeah, that's, that'll get you harder for some reason. Will it? Yeah, I hear it's better for you, though. You know, they do. They have that, like, fake heart thing where it's like, yeah, have a <laughs> glass of wine with dinner. And, you know, I tried that, like, just have a glass of wine, like a half a glass of wine at dinner, but then you just never really want half a glass of wine. Like, you want to drink the whole bottle. It comes in, it comes with a serving, <laughs> recommended serving size of one bottle, one right? One bottle. <laughs> sure, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Do they have, they don't have recommended serving sizes on alcohol, do they? They, some of them they do. Oh, um, really? Like, like, especially like the light beers will have like calories and carbs and things like that because people, I don't know, I think if you're drinking light beer and trying to count carbs and calories, you're you're failing already. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So at the, at the beginning of this pandemic, I was doing like a drink or two a night. Mm-hmm. And then once it stretched past March, I was like, this is an unsustainable drinking habit <laughs> to have. <laughs> I mean, I guess a drink or two is fine, but I was also, I've never in my life run out of alcohol because i buy a lot for a halloween party i have every year mm-hmm. and then it lasts me until next year's halloween party but uh, uh had i continued on that path i may have had to uh, to resupply which i've never done before in my life when you said a drink or two a night were you getting like a little bit toasty or were you just like having a drink with dinner and i was you know... having a drink with dinner yeah i did not i didn't even feel it and at that no. point it's like what's the what's, yeah, what's the, the point? point yeah exactly yeah. I could just drink some Coke Zero, not Coke Zero and rum, and have the exact same effect. Mm-hmm. So. No, I've been uh, I've been battling with the urge to get drunk almost every night. Really? Because, <laughs> yeah. I like being drunk, and uh, it's it makes everything a little bit more fun, and, you know, I don't know. Yeah. 
I, uh, I like being drunk with friends. I don't know if I like being drunk alone. I don't think I do. I'm not alone. I'm with my fucking drunk. family. Like, so is it better? Like, I'm playing with my son in our little fucking wading pool and I build a water slide for him and all his water features. And I'm like, you know what would go really good with these? Like, six beers. If I had six <laughs> beers, I could have a lot of fun on this. So sure. <laughs> it's, a, it's a constant struggle. I don't usually drink when I'm hanging out with my son, but like, you know, especially right. if my partner's home and he's not drinking, like, I feel yeah. like my. I'll be fine to have like, oh, I mean, man. again, I'm not going to get like hammered, but you know, get a little, a little sure. toasty and, uh, and you enjoy your son's antics a lot, so much more. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Are you excited for the day when you and your son can finally have a drink together, have six beers out by the waiting pool? Uh, I, I, uh, am, uh, um, anxious, I guess would be the best. I guess it would, I guess my, my, my feeling on it would depend on what kind of person he turns into. Sure. Yeah. Um, what kind of person would you not want to have a drink with? Uh, I don't know. Somebody who, like a young Republican. Oh, right. Sure. Absolutely. So or, really, you're, yeah, a three I could percenter. have asked you, like, are you excited to have dinner with your <laughs> with your son when he's 18? Or are you excited to yeah, yeah. Uh, I think have that, a like, conversation? I don't know, if, he, if he turns into an interesting person that I enjoy talking to. But again, also alcohol helps. Like, there's very few things. I think if you put two people across from the table and put a couple pints between them, you know, they'll eventually find common ground. Mm. May, it depends on how passionate they are. I feel like my father was a very passionate person about politics, and if he and and a, a right winger were having mm-hmm. a few beers at a, a bar, I don't don't feel like they would find common yeah, ground. I feel like if you come in, I mean, obviously, if you come in with an antagonistic attitude, why, sure. drinking isn't going to help that. But I think if sure. you come in with a remotely positive attitude, sure. I think you can. What? If yeah, you're looking for if you're looking for common ground, liquor will help. Sure, there's a lot of different kinds of drunk too. I mean, some mm-hmm. people are angry drunks. What kind of drunk mm-hmm. are you, Ev? I don't know. What kind of drunk am I? You've seen me drunk many, many times. I think you're a flighty drunk. Is that possible? Yeah, I, I like to like you... I like to float around the uh, stratosphere, sure. get up there in the rarefied <laughs> air above the clouds. Like I'm yes. fucking cumulonimbus, motherfucker. I'm high sure. up there. I'm Absolutely. in the Mile High Club. That checks out. Um, yeah. But, all right. But, Define flighty drunk, though. <laughs> now, that, now that you've applied that term to it's me, it's like if you, like, you're a mile up, you're in the Mile High Club, you're the cumulonimbus in the stratosphere. Uh, uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is the pre-talk. I feel like we're doing the alcohol episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're doing the last, the last portion of the alcohol episode where we Jesus. tell each other that we love each other and <laughs> that we really respect each other, and that we don't have to get drunk to say that, even though that was the only time we ever uh, said it. I know I've I know I've said it before, but I truly cut out a good fifty percent of that. That episode. is possibly the best, yeah, the best I you did, could have ever I done. D- I did not even like keep it around to listen. I excised it and deleted it from that my computer, never to return. Very good, very good idea. Speaking A-plus. of alcohol, I think we should get around to this week's song. Speaking Alfalfa of alfalfa fart. Speaking of half a glass of wine is good for the heart. Let's just compress that down. This week's song is called Half a Heart. And if you've never heard it before, here's a quick sample. Drunk on wine. I'm amazing. Ebo, mm. half a heart, half, half a, a heart. Half a um, heart. what, uh, we're, we, here's, let me tell you something depressing. Um, 
I uh, I was on our Discord the other day, the Discord that I love so well that our mm-hmm. fans talk to us through, and somebody said, oh boy, I can't wait. The boys are almost up to running out of ink. That is what I consider the last good Bare Naked Ladies song. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I said, oops, we just recorded that one. That means we've done it. <laughs> we, hit the, we hit the peak, and uh, now we're at the top of the hill. So half a heart to you, Ev. Um, was this better or worse than Running Out of Ink? Let's just comparative to the last song. If I remembered what Running Out of Ink sounded like, I could probably uh, answer this you. This is what it takes. It has been... Almost that, two weeks that, since that we recorded last That did not jog a single neuron in my memory. <laughs> it's been almost two weeks since we recorded our last episode. We usually we haven't done this for a while. Yeah, yeah it's been a it's been a a dance a dance of uh, occasions between it's, you and I. It certainly has. Um, but uh, uh, okay, I my just, old friend, I, my old rival. I feel like I want to, I want to ask every episode just so we can keep saying, oh, man, you know what? Maybe this wasn't as good as the last song that we did i just want to keep asking that so we can feel that that slope beneath our feet um which is true this was not as good as as running out of ink i thought but it wasn't a bad song no um no what were your did you have any thoughts right off the bat here yeah uh, i guess my general my general thought was not an unfavorite is what i wrote down <laughs> it's true yeah this is a very alice in wonderland sort of like very merry on birthday to you isn't it yeah yeah i didn't really uh i didn't not like this song but uh-huh. i didn't really like it either i think yeah. that overall it felt as if like there's no fucking way i'm putting this on any mix i'm making right but if i'm on like pandora or something and my shuffle just happens to like throw this song into the mix i'm not sure. gonna skip it like that's sure. basically my uh yeah i i think i'd, I'd be right there along it. with you yeah it's 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 not Actually, I think it's skippable, is what I was about to say. But you're right; I wouldn't skip it either. But I would not blame anyone who did. Yeah. Um, it reminds me that Ed can write like heartfelt stuff. I mean, I know this is a Stephen Ed joint, but it feels way more Ed than Steve. I do wonder. Let's get into the writing a little bit before we get into the musicality of the song. What do you think this song was about? I do agree that uh, you know it is very heartfelt. Um, I think that like. I think what it is, is Ed is trying to write about something personal, and then Steve is turning it into a suicide song. You thought it was a suicide song? Oh, I did not get that at all. Um, how, why did you think it was a suicide song? Anyone, anyone with, with half, half a heart, heart let, let me, me drown. drown. Sure, like, yeah. Let you down. Anyone with half a heart, let me drown. I took drowning as more metaphorical than physical, like fucking dunk him in a bath and hold him <laughs> under the water. But yeah, maybe you're right. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, maybe, I, it's a, maybe it's a murder suicide. Who knows? That would be, I want uh, just overt bare naked ladies murder suicide song. <laughs> I feel like we've gotten a, uh, yeah, wrap, the, your, um, wrap your arms around my neck. Wrap your arms around my neck. Uh, on August 1st, 1981, I stumbled to my buddy's house with a BB gun and killed him. Yeah. Right. There's there's a murder uh-huh. song. No suicide in that one though. Although it was it it, it he lived with it every day. Yeah. I feel like that was the closest we got to a murder suicide song. Yeah. God, how I long mm-hmm. for I live with it every day. I love you that do? fucking song. Was it God, that good? Yes. That I don't fucking song is that much. Oh, it's got those big Yeah, that's great. That's some good stuff right there. <laughs> they were Kev's entire mouth. Um I was trying well, so so first up I did think it was a relatable song, right? We have it's that hot feeling of embarrassment for having said something in a group and immediately regretting having said that. 
Um, I thought in that regard, this song was a good encapsulation of this feeling, uh, this feeling of regret at something, right? Um, yeah. yeah. And I di- actually, you know what? I am with you, Ev. I don't know if I saw suicide, but I did see murder. In my notes, lyrically, I wrote, he's pleading to the person he's embarrassed to to either help him or kill him, <laughs> which is so fucking dramatic. Like, I feel bad that I said this. Can you put a bullet in my head? <laughs> I, would, I would really appreciate that. There's a, yeah, there is that, there is that, like you said, it's relatable, that relatable feeling, like having said or done something that is, you can't take back and is sort of irreparable to be like, sure. oh God, I wish I was fucking dead. Just, yeah. I just wish, just throw me in a fucking trash. <laughs> like, And there's, I mean, we're walking a thin line in songwriting where we want to encapsulate a feeling Right. Like this moment of wanting to feel dead. But also in songwriting, we, we have the 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 2020 hindsight to say, like, well, Ed didn't write the song in a vacuum. He had time to think about it and choose mm-hmm. his words carefully. So he is kind of walking a tightrope where, you know, is this song an encapsulation of a moment where he feels like he wants to die? Or is it, you know, even with that hindsight, he still wants to kill himself or have someone else kill him because of this thing that he said. And yeah. in that case, what the fuck happened here? I was, uh, there were, there was some speculation on the, uh, like ancient message boards and YouTube mm-hmm. comments that Ed, Ed was caught having an affair, but I, I don't this. know. That doesn't seem, that seems unlikely. I, I also read this and yeah, who knows whether it's likely or unlikely. I'm, I am very curious. Um, well, we know I, whether it's likely or unlikely. We don't know whether it's true or not. I, I would say uh, it's unlikely. <laughs> Um, I also read um, a uh, uh, a comment that, uh, oh man, where was it? It was on TMZ.com, so take it as you will, mm-hmm. uh, where someone said that uh, that he was the person that Ed was having an affair with. Um, so, so again, oh, wh- okay. whether, who was, whether who was this person? Uh, I am, I'm finding the comment right now. Oh, did TMZ disable comments? Shit, dude. I think they did. I will never, ever be able to tell you again who this person was because TMZ no longer has a comment section. So, sorry. Sad story. Somebody on TMZ said that uh, that they uh, that Ed was fucking him. Um, but yeah, it's, it is, I think it's possible. And I could see that. I think, you know, pleading for the other woman not to tell uh, when we talk about the, the other half of this song, you know, before they ever let the uh, my, my other half, you know, my old ball and chain find out, just kill me before mm-hmm. you go and tell her. Anyone with half a heart would help me out Before they ever let the other half find out the Flashing lights couldn't warn her uh, what, there's, there's a lyric in here about, oh, losing hope, keeping track Losing hope, keeping track And, you know, that could be like, you know, keeping track. Where did I say I was last night? What did I say I was doing? You know, where you're trying to keep your story straight. So I could definitely see the idea about the affair. And I think that's supported in the lyrics. Um, I don't know. It surprises me that Ed would be so out with it if this were a thing that he's embarrassed of. Yeah. And I mean, again, he could just be writing this from the perspective of somebody who's had an affair or has done something irreparable. Yeah. Um, Or, again, it might just be a Steve song that Ed is writing the lyrics for. Like, I'm curious if we can actually see the lines between what Ed and Steve is writing, because mm. I, like there are some songs I feel like it's very glaring who wrote what line, but here it yeah. kind of blurs a little bit for me. I, I do feel like, cause as a whole, they just credited this album's writing to Ed and Steve mm-hmm. and they didn't, you know, except for the, the last three songs on the album, they just said 
and mm-hmm. Steve did it all. And I do think that it is, this is a, I would bet you, purely Ed song. I don't think Steve had any hand in this one. Hmm. Um, I, I just don't feel his presence in this song because I in don't... A, in the suicidal metaphors? <laughs> in this ex-boy, or this boyfriend who cheated on his partner. Yeah, I, I, yeah, think, that, like, right. I think the whole, like, let me drown stuff is all is, is another Steve cry for help. Yeah, yeah, you might be right there, actually. I could see that. Um, it is it is kind of Steve-esque. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I am, I'm, I'm kind of curious about this and I wish that I could have dug up more insight on it, but there's not a whole lot there. And we are after all, the know, nothing podcast. That's our whole, why shtick. would we ever, <laughs> why would we ever do research on something we've sunk 150 hours into? That would be a fool's errand. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. There's already too much backstory for us to possibly <laughs> dig into. But we've 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 canonized a lot of the backstory. I mean, we've made we've made this our own. This is truly death of the author. The Brannigan ladies, as a yeah, whole, we're, we're they're dead now. They're dead now. <laughs> to they're, us. De- they're certainly dead to me. <laughs> um, so as, lyrics aside, um, this song. Oh, by the way, Carol King. Do you mm-hmm. know Carol King? Uh, she's a singer songwriter. Uh, she has a, a Broadway musical, Beautiful, about her life. You're beautiful. That's the one. You're beautiful. <laughs> Let's get back to last week, two weeks ago, whatever that was. Uh, she said uh, this was Ed's best song that he's ever hmm. written. So I found that interesting. Um, so uh, I do think, I think the main feeling I had about this song was plodding. Like this yes. song. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It just felt long. I wanted it to be over so I could start it over again because yeah. I had to listen to it 50 times. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like it, was I, a, it was a long song. And it, it and there's a lot of like, there's 30 seconds of instrumental outro in the end mm-hmm. where it's just like, there is some fat on this beast that you could probably cut. Yeah, and it, uh, like, did you like the, if we replace all this hopeless hopelessness, then we could rest and then they rest. Did you oh, get that? Did you enjoy that moment of silence? Tr- that little, truly, that truly little stop tr- there. Hopeless, hopelessness. And we could rest. Anyone with half a heart. But isn't that they've done this so many times already? Yeah. 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 God, whenever they say stop or rest in a song, you <laughs> they, can They have to. Bet do you think it's like do you think it's like one of them like so like Tyler demands diage- diegesis in his music. Like if something <laughs> is in the song lyrics, it needs to be musically represented too. Yes. Not only like that's that. Like, oh, God. That's like one of those fucking like, uh, um, like story critique uh, MacGuffins that shows up. Like you shouldn't use adverbs or something. If you use <laughs> adverbs, you're weak. Like sure. if someone says like, he, he happily exclaimed or something <laughs> like that. Everyone's like, don't, don't ever use happily or anything like that because it weakens the verb. Really? That's just a, no, that's bullshit. It's oh, okay. stupid. Like, that's just like writers groups needing to justify their existence. And a lot of times like, like writing is good, but then there's like a, you know, there's like somebody, one of my, one of my teachers told me never say the word grimace because it's a French word and it doesn't mean anything. And I'm like, what? that's stupid. Like it was just his like personal foible that he had started to like work into all his writer groups. And I ran across it in other writers groups too, that are like semi associated with him. Like, yeah, you shouldn't use the word grimace because it's French and it means nothing. I'm like, that, that's, that's stupid. You that's, can use whatever words you want. That's the point did of writing. Your, did your, this was a professor or somebody? Yeah, and uh, he was an otherwise great professor and he's a great guy, but he just had like these little, I think it's just like people's idiosyncrasies, idiosyncrasies working into the thing. And I think that's what's happening here is one of the BNL boys. I'm thinking Jim, 
needs like things to be a certain way and it's it's like filtering itself into the music so he's like so steve and ed write this song and then it has to go it has to be edited by jim because he's sure. the musician and he's like well hmm musically if you say rest you have to rest <laughs> And, he's also, and if you use the word louder, I have to play louder. <laughs> Same with softer. Uh, he's also got uh, he's got one of those Men in Black memory wipe things, so he can present the ideas <laughs> fresh every time to these boys. <laughs> like, Damn right. Yeah, he's he can just do that. He's good. Um, did your professor also tell you never to use like Fry Kids or Mayor McCheese or like did he just hate McDonald's Land in general or? Oh, yes. He was not a fan of McDonald's land. Sure. Which is weird because he ate nothing but McDonald's. <laughs> sure. It reminded like, him of, of his failure in yeah. life. Yeah, he says that he says that you should ne- there should never be creative license attached to food. Sure. <laughs> All foods should stand without a mascot. All food should stand on its own two legs. And every advertisement for food should just be a static picture of a food. <laughs> And then you allow the consumer to, to make their own, sure. to draw their own conclusions. It just says shake tower. And then it's just a static picture of a it's shake. It's just a, pe- a picture of a shake. And then you <laughs> sure. go, hmm, that looks intriguing. Um, are there any fast food restaurants that don't have a mascot? Arby's? They had a little like oven mitt, didn't they? Or is that Hamburger yeah, Helper? They, they, had the little, uh, they had the little oven mitt for a while. Was um, it Hamburger Helper he, an he's, oven he's mitt? He's got, Hamburger Helper also was a, a mitt or a glove of some sort. Why did they have No, okay, start? Arby's was a mitt, and Hamburger Helper had a, gl- a full-on glove with five fingers. So I think that's enough of a disconnect there. Uh, Yeah, okay, maybe so. Oh, yeah, oven mitt versus... Well, the Hamburger Helper glove, as you know, had four fingers, Evan. But yes, you're yeah. right. Okay, that's yeah. fair. I- I'm just saying. What but the- anyway, and then like Taco Bell had the, the, the chihuahua. chihuahua for a while. But they no longer... There's a, a lot of retired like, mascots. Well, yeah, mascots, I think I, th- I think the age of the mascot is over in fast food advertising. Yeah, Ronald's retired. Well, the king, I know, there's, they really don't use the king anymore, do they? Yeah, he, he'll pop up now and again, but yeah. I don't think he's a I don't think he's a, a, a big deal. I mean, Wendy's, like, Dave Thomas was kind of the mascot. Yeah, and like he the, was. Like, and Wendy, I know he when he was alive, he specifically said Wendy should never talk or, like, interact with anyone. It should just be a static picture of her. Yeah, and, like, as soon as he died, the first thing they did was have her talk. <laughs> well, and then they, for a while, their mascot was, like, a, a grown-ass woman wearing a red wig like a, a, mm-hmm. a vibrant do you remember this they were like long stocking yeah but i think it was supposed to be windy like as an adult uh. or some shit but yeah huh. um yeah i don't know so yeah you're right i think the age is over that's wild to me also what the fuck is arby's baking a lot of shit why are they an oven mitt because they have to heat up that those, those like bags of gelatinous beef <laughs> Like, have you seen pictures of those before they're actually cooked? No. They are a nightmare. Oh, no. Okay. Because it's like, it's beef that is like chopped up, mechanically separated, and like reconstituted in a plastic bag. Oh. And they have to like, they have to like cook it and make it it greasy. It it looks like a big like fucking, it looks like gyro meat a little bit. uh, Yeah. Just in that like uniform gray color. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's sort of what you need, though, if you're gonna if you're gonna mass produce like sliced lunch meat. Yeah, sure. Um, I and mean, don't get me wrong. I will I will down a couple Arby's without without a without question. Arby's gets such a bad fucking rap. I love Arby's. Great yeah. fries. Those roast beef sandwiches uh, are good as hell. Uh, not a big fan of the fries, but then again, I'm not a I'm not a seasoned fry boy. You are best fa- best fries in the biz. I gotta say, you get a long ass curly. Oh baby. I wish they wouldn't. Uh, yeah, they're just too crunchy and too spiced for me. I don't like them that way. Okay. I like mine wet. <laughs> 
and limp. <laughs> I usually, no fucking joke, love wet limp fries, but for some <laughs> reason I love those Arby's fries. Is this the content our fans have come to expect from us? This is the content our fans crave. <laughs> Arby's, we crave the, the ladies. We crave the, the flaps. The um, let's talk, uh, speaking, of, speaking of the plotting nature. If this song had a mascot, what would it be? <laughs> Oh my! It would be half a heart, I think, right? Just bleeding and begging for death. Just, do you think it's like one of those where it just keeps pumping blood from no visible source? Exactly, and you can—it can't speak anymore, but you can see the pain in its eyes that it wishes <laughs> to die. It is a half a heart in a half-filled like baby pool of like <laughs> tepid water and viscera. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. This uh, this song. It doesn't have, it's not super interesting. It doesn't have a lot going on, but it is not offensively bad, like beautiful, yeah. which is my new standard for offensively bad. <laughs> but that, but for me, this is increasingly becoming my least favorite type of song to talk about because at least when they're bad, they, mm-hmm. there's meat to chew there, right? You, there's yeah, a lot like of gristle. A, it's just sort of a heartfelt song. You know? Yeah, yeah, which is fine. And I, I expected when I, because I watch these on YouTube, uh, mm-hmm. the songs, and I always kind of expect people to be like, yeah, this song is my favorite from the album. And there were a few of those, but I was kind of amazed at how many negative reactions were <laughs> under this. People are usually effusive, but like so people said, boring. It's my least favorite. Like shit like mm-hmm. that under half a heart. So I was kind of surprised that I think we were, um, along the same lines as uh, as the general public on this yeah. one, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of comments about this being about Steve leaving, like the, like a, a breakup between them. But yeah. I mean, this is back like this was written back in Maroon era, so that, I don't think yeah. they're they're you know they're le- they're I mean obviously there were cracks even back then, but like I don't think they're leading that far. Yeah, yeah, you know, into the future. So yeah, I agree with you. Oh well, I liked um, the oohs and ahs at the <laughs> end, the la la las. Like those are pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I liked I did. There's a lot in this song to like. I think mm-hmm. uh, I like those Uzanaz as well. Um, uh, I wrote they add a, they add a bit of texture. Um, I love the guitar noodling on this song. Yeah. Packed. It's like the I like the, like the jangly, dreamy sort of alt country intro arpeggios, and that just sort of gets it sort of continues through the song, and that's 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 nice. Yeah, I, a, I, nice, a nice walking rhythm. I wrote the word dreamy and dreaminess a lot in my notes. <laughs> I think that dreamy is a great way to describe this song. Uh, it's very kind of just walking through a dream there, it's, which is sweet, but it doesn't really do much for me. More like a nightmare. Oh shit, dude! <laughs> Holy, fuck. <laughs> this dude like the Joker. That's right. <laughs> Fucking um, ripped him a new asshole. I think Ed's mom's gonna feel that burn because <laughs> she's still alive. Is she? Probably. All right. Do you remember when Weird Al's parents both died in the same night, and he still did a concert that night? No, I do not. But that sounds horrible, horrifying. Fucking wild. Yeah, they died of carbon monoxide poisoning, and he still went out and Jeez. did a concert. Yeah. Anyway, I just, I don't know why I thought of that when you said Ed parents, but um, Steve, you can hear Steve in the background of the bridge um, and he sounds great. Uh, the bridge is slow though. Uh, mm-hmm. More of that quiet sadness, which I, I feel like diegetic is a word I use too much on this podcast, but I, I mean, I, obviously there's this narrator is quiet and sad. And so mm-hmm. the song is quiet and sad and slow. And it's just like, I guess. In space. 
between sleep and sleeplessness. I find myself attracted to those Steve songs where the lyrics and the music are so dissonant. Mm-hmm. Ed is so heartfelt. He's just yeah. like, this song is sad, so let's make it sad. I, uh, I I think I wrote down that this song is normally when I read the lyrics, I have an idea of what the song's going to be in mind, and usually the 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 BNL boys subvert that. But this one, this song sounded exactly like I imagined <laughs> it would sound when right. I read the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. There's there's not a whole lot of surprise here, um, which is fine i do not want to yuck anybody's yum even though i feel mm-hmm. like we do that a lot on this podcast like if that's what you're into good on you but i just i and couldn't the, and the metaphors are like passable right they're not they're not like kev level shit but like you know way better than like the puns we usually get from ed imagine this song but with like pivot lines and puns <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be uh that would be a fucking nightmare <laughs> Um, what, uh, speaking of, uh, the lyrics though, you, you had mentioned the bitter pill line and I am kind of curious about what you thought of that one. Um, bitter pill, it's my raising. So he's like, he's saying that, like, you know, like there are different stages of drunkenness, uh-huh. right? There are, uh, for, for different people, like, and I know that I have, a, I have some friends who are great between like four or three and six drinks or Mm -hmm. three and nine drinks but then once they hit that point they just turn a hundred percent maudlin or a hundred percent some other way and they're like i'm gonna talk to you about this i feel really bad about this and i'm like god this is stuff you should be getting out in therapy or that you should be talking about when you're not drunk because you're not gonna remember a single fucking thing i'm a piece of shit sort of thing so i think that that's what's happening here like drunk on wine is amazing to a point but when you get him beyond that, it's a bitter pill. He's going to just talk about how sad he is and how shitty his life is and how he feels bad sure. about everything. Sure. Like we like we all do. So is he talking about the way he was raised? Is that why he says it's my... No, I think like bitter pill, it's my raising. Like I'm raising like a, like his stake in the next like round of cards. Like he's... Ra- I see you. I see you're happy drunk and I raise you one sad maudlin sack of shit that I'm sure. going to become. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can is see my, Was my read on that my grasping at straws read on that like i'm not (laughs) yeah i did i kind of liked those first four lines because they are very mysterious it's before we get to all the fucking on the nose i'm a piece of shit stuff down later in the song where it's i i I feel like he wrote those four lines then he's like this is a great start let me make a song what is this song about and he's like well it's about this guy and then he just do 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 like on the nose the whole time for the rest of the song. But yeah, those I mean had the had the song kind of continued with that air of mystery that the the first part of it presents. I don't know. That could that could have been a bit, much better song. And normally I'm not a huge fan of Ed word stacking, but this one kind of grew on me. Like the next the second the second lines, you know, the anyone with half a heart would find, help me find out where he's just like rushing through the lines to fit them into the like musical space. Yeah. Anyone with half a heart would help me normally i just it just irritates me that stacking and uh now it actually grew on me like i didn't like it at first but then i really i really got around to i came around to it that's it's interesting because usually i notice because i know that you're gonna hate it but it it Mm -hmm. it fits so naturally that i didn't even think about it in this song but you're right he does do some word stacking i didn't even think about that yeah and i think that that comes from sort of his like rap background i think oh yeah to to use use your voice sort of Per- more percussively yeah yeah so i think that and, and i and i can appreciate that um so as can i 
I truly can you? The rap. Do you even know anything about rap? Uh, no, but that doesn't stop me, my <laughs> friend. Um, there. Speaking of his vocals, he does a real weird move in this where he doubles his own vocals, but he doesn't change the melody. He just hmm. does it more for texture than harmonization. Which is a real weird move. Usually you kind of want to differentiate your vocal take to add like this richness. But he'll be like, anyone with half a heart. And then the second take is, anyone with half a heart. And it's like, <laughs> why did you... It like only adds volume when you're doing it like that. It doesn't add any texture or richness or, or flavor to it. Um, it was just a real weird move. I think he just likes pretending there's more than one of him. <laughs> I think they made a mistake when they pressed this disc. I brought it up before. I think Kev was in the wires, crossing things up at the last second. Like a little a little monkey, a little borrower in the fucking wiring, you know, messing around, getting up to his little business, causing some trouble. That's what he does. Little gremlin Kev. <laughs> I'm going to make them their two Ed so I can have double the fun. <laughs> Daddy Ed, there are two of you now. Um uh. I don't know. And then there's just some minor little stuff that I like. There's a cool tone after flashing lights couldn't warn her. I thought was really neat. Couldn't warn her. And then there's a big pause before lines like 5 and 6 of the first verse. It feels like we're heading into something grand. But they kind of pull the rug out by not bringing us directly into the chorus. I like that misdirect, but I mm -hmm. also at the same time don't feel like the chorus is big or joyous enough to warrant this like, uh, not yet, we're going to hold it from you. Because <laughs> when you get to it, it's like, well, I brace for impact and you're just kind of like, I don't know, <laughs> gently kneeing me in the balls instead of hitting me hard with your fist like you should. Serves me right. Around these stars. Yeah, I heard that after that Brace for Impact line, Jim was lobbying for Tyler to just hit a huge old riff on that bass drum. Just pound <laughs> on it. Boom. I would have loved it. That would have been great. Um, what, what, did you have anything else about the song itself? No, I had nothing. I think that's about it. Like, yeah. I don't think that, that we could, you know, <laughs> dig too deeply into this obvious song. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about other versions of it then. Yeah. Um, Let's do that. You had mentioned bathroom session. Sure, bathroom session. It's the same. I wrote completely uninteresting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a stripped down version of this song with that on guitar. He sings yeah. it pretty straight. Yeah. Um, did you watch live in Spokane? I did. Two o ten. Twenty ten. That's like Ed, <laughs> Ed and two boys, one mic. Yeah, it's just Jim and Ed. And it made cool. me think like. If you're doing that, if you're share, if you're like, you're like breathing into each other's faces, like I, I'm like, I wonder what Jim's breath smells like. <laughs> what do you think Jim's breath smells like? Oh boy! What do you think Jim and Ed's breaths? What do you think each BNL boy's breath smells oh, like? Oh, this is God. I wish one of our listeners would have sent this in. Uh, I don't know why, but when you asked me what Jim's breath smelled like, my first thought was anise. I don't know. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> like, that makes perfect sense. Like Jim's always like he's got a little black licorice twist in his mouth before the show. Yeah, dude, Ugh. that is exactly who oh. Jim is in a nutshell. Uh, I bet Tim, Ed's breath smells like gunmetal. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Oiled gunmetal. Oiled gunmetal, sure. Um, Steve's breath smells like Tim Hortons, like little uh, mini Tim yeah. Hortons. Uh, what do they call like it? A little Oh, the Timbits. Oh, Timbits. Yeah, yeah. Timbits. Timbits. Yeah, little Timbits. It's just a little, the slightest hint of like coffee breath yes, on top of it. Absolutely. It's very pleasant. So, like, 
Yeah, he's like, well, coffee breath isn't pleasant on and of its own. So you got the little a little stank of the coffee breath, mm. but he's also just popped like seven of those fucking blueberry Timbits in his mouth. You got so it. He's got a little some sweet <laughs> sugar on his tongue. You got it. Uh, Tyler's breath smells like a garbage plate. We all know that. <laughs> There's no, that's every answer for when we get a Tyler-specific question. And, then, and Kev's breath smells like nothing at all. It's like he's not even breathing. <laughs> Many people, yeah. One time he was just so still at night, and like Ed put his <laughs> hand over his nose, like just to see, like, is he okay? And his eyes just snapped open. And, what are you doing? <laughs> Please don't touch me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kev is a ghoul. Can we agree yeah. that? Okay. He's something. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that was a cool... Also, watching that fucking... Everything gives me anxiety now in the age of COVID. Fucking mm-hmm. these two boys are so close and they're sharing yeah, a microphone. Yeah. I hate it. Ugh. Yeah, I think this is going to affect... A gen- like, the, the feeling of, like, needing to distance has definitely affected me. And I think it's going to affect, like, ev- a generation. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. This is going to be... I was talking to my, like, 65-year-old mom last night and she was like... You know, I think I'm never going to not wear a mask when I go into a store ever again wow. for the rest of my life. Wild. You know, it's just it's just a good idea. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's actually a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, they say the mask is for other people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah well, your mom is just real sweetie. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Nice thing for her to do. And I think that, uh, like, um, oh, yeah. And speaking of the Spokane stuff, Jim is such a, a good bassist. I forget how good of a bassist he is until I see him live and, like, where I can watch his fingers and how well he's playing. Yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. He's, I mean, not, I, I don't think at all he's wasted uh, in the Bernicke Ladies, but like truly fucking like the Brothers Cregan is a necessity because he, he, he needs an outlet that's not just part of an ensemble. For his, for his goobly gobbles <laughs> and his like, yes, well, I want to drink your blood. I want to get inside your, wear your skin on wake my, put my evil inside you. Uh, Walk around town, have dinner with your family. I'm wearing your skin so they don't know the difference. <laughs> I'm going to adopt six pet lemurs because your family thinks you're weird now. <laughs> um, you had mentioned this was a holdover from the Maroon days. And there exists yes. a demo version of this song from Maroon. Um, it's interesting. Um, I liked it more. It's it's I felt like it was kind of the same. It, the song didn't change all that much meaningfully for me. It did, but there was a there was a guitar swell in the song that I think added gravitas. That they don't they took it out into like half a heart on this album is pretty much just same. Like as far as like volume and like notation sure. and you know crescendos and decrescendos. Like it doesn't really go up or down at all but this i think there was a swell throughout the maroon version that i liked it better and it was stripped down a little bit and man i liked like tyler on that little shaker during the chorus yep yeah we've got a lot more percussion there are these big deep reverb drums and the shakers and yeah that felt good it's like it's like tyler it's almost like a percussive guitar it's like he was beating on something yeah i wonder i'm sure he does a lot of like uh unorthodox percussion i would have liked to see the notes on that one but anyone with half a heart help me yeah, it was cool. Cool version of that song. Um, that's it. Uh, Ev, before we get into our reviews, though, can you tell me, my friend, 
What dating sim is this song like? Oh, I wish I could. Oh, bummer. I wish I could. Oh, this is the first one without, huh? We're just gonna Yeah, yeah, this is just not about a dating sim at all. <laughs> all right, well. No, no, this is about, you of course. You lied to me. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Tomac, save the earth love story. Okay. <laughs> Tomac, save the earth love story. What is that? Tell so, me a little bit about that. The premise is that this is it's a it's not the future it's the present day but there are gods and goddesses and they've decided to destroy the earth because no true love no longer exists oh my god i've played this game okay yeah. go ahead yeah sorry and uh um one of them the goddess of love evian like the water uh who apparently shit the bed regarding like with regards to her fucking job yeah still believes in humanity and uh, believes that there is true love. Despite being the goddess of love and that being her portfolio and responsibility. <laughs> yes. She's like, no, 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 there's, there's still true love. I'll, I'll find it. It's, it's cool, 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 cool. I'm going to go down there. I'm going to go down there and I'm going to find true love. I'm going to make someone fall in love with me or fall in love with someone else. It's going to be great. So she goes, she's like, I'm going to descend to earth to prove that true love exists. She is tethering herself to the cannonball that is the human race, the crumbling foundation of our respect, our self-respect and our ability to find uh, completion and any sort of romantic or personal engagement with the, with our with each other. So, um, but the other gods they do her dirty and they make her leave her body behind. So she shows up as a head in a flower pot. Yeah. So um, she has various personality meters like goodwill and sensibility and things like that. And you can like arrange her like you can a plant. So you can put her in various places around your apartment. Um, and there, she's. Eats food, which is also kind of <laughs> weird. Like, I'm not sure how that works, but I guess she's a god. Um, so I could only find Japanese Let's Plays of this, which was odd. So I had to, I know there's an English version, um, but I could only find Japanese Let's Plays of it. So it really put my translation skills to the test as I'm trying to figure out what she's saying and doing. Sure. Um, but um, anyway, so you can do stuff with her like kiss her or stroke her hair or like ignore her or slap her or things like that <laughs> um, and there's also non-potted plant women you can fall in love with too because i think the goal of the game is to prove that true love exists she doesn't have necessarily have to prove that you're in love with her right so she can act as sort of a love guru for you sure but so the basically the um the way i felt it it sort of ties to this song is not only is tomac uh or i'm sorry evian putting her uh her her faith in a fundamentally flawed premise, i.e. the human race. Um, anyone with half a heart should let us just sort of drown because we have so much, so many problems we've created for ourselves and by ourselves and wow. we've caused so much problem. And I think the lack of true love is our least concern sure. with regards to like the panoply of self-destructive behaviors that we engage in Wow, okay. as a species. So, um, but so she's trying to redress all the wounds that she's done, uh, trying to replace all this hopeless hopelessness so that she can rest on her laurels as the goddess of love. Mm -hmm. So you can see that this is a pretty, I mean, for her perspective, this is a pretty simple song. Um, the gods, you know, should let her drown. Sure. Because she has, again, shit the bed. Right. Uh, like, she, you, you have one job. You have one simple job, Evian. Um, and uh, it didn't seem to work. And it seems like it's an easy job, too, because I think humanity is capable of love, yeah. as this song shows oh, and sure. as Evian shows. So, like, destroying the Earth, deciding to destroy the Earth because it lacks true love is a fundamentally flawed premise because, you know, despite all of our failings, um, we do have at least half a heart. <laughs> yeah, and she has half a body. I mean, sort of. Yes. Well, she has, like, one-tenth of a body. <laughs> 
Um, Ev, in uh, researching uh, this game, did you happen to watch the commercial for Tomac? Oh yeah, where the guy, where she is a potted plant in like a mascot uniform. Yes. Speaking of mascots, running through the street, being chased by like two yakuza yeah, guys, two like federal agents or something. Fuck yeah. yeah, that commercial is so good. I that's one of my favorite video game commercials of all time. Um, it's a weird game. It's a very weird game. Uh, in fact, I presented it, or I didn't present it. Uh, my my uh, paneling partner presented it as part of our uh, paneling series, The Weirdest Games You've Never Played, uh, focusing mm. on uh, strange, un- underplayed games. Um, so well, yeah. I, was... I dig them all up in my research. I've got lists and lists <laughs> of these dating sims. Can't wait. You know, before reaching researching this, I had played, I think, maybe one dating sim in my life. <laughs> now you've played. You don't play now, these, though, is the thing. No, I don't play them. I, I read a lot about them, and then I watch probably a half an hour of Let's Plays, as much as Let's Plays as I can find sure. and stand. As much as acceptable. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to put the commercial in the show notes just because I love it so fucking much. People have to see it. Um, okay, cool. Thanks, Ev. Uh, I think it's about time to rate this song. All right, Evan, as you know, we rate this song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more naked this song is, the better it is. The less naked, the worser. So, Ev, if you would, tell me, what is your rating of this song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed? We've done it. Digitalized, holographic, plasticized clothing. Oh, all right. You no longer have to worry about what you're going to wear. It is going to be projected onto your body by a free-floating swarm (laughs) of self-replicating invisible nanobots. (laughs) Okay. Good job, everyone. You can be wearing as much or as little or any type of clothes as you want. No longer shall fashion be the purview of the rich. You can look like anything clothes wise, <laughs> but for some fucking reason, my set is busted. Okay. It only gives me half an outfit. <laughs> Whatever I'm wearing, exactly half of an outfit. Sure. And it seems to be uh, like, I mean, it's always, it, it, it adjusts depending on, it adjusts depending on, you know, sort of weather and what I'm wearing and things like that. So I can wear like half a snowsuit. I can wear half of a pair of jeans. I can wear half of a shirt. I can wear half of anything. But it always has to be specifically half. Sure. And that is this song to me. Okay. Is, this song is the literal definition of a bare naked lady's midpoint song. <laughs> okay. I do not like it. I do not hate it, sure. but it is the benchmark against all other in, against which all other songs will be judged. I will there either be better or worse than this song wow. because it is exactly in the middle of the canon for wow. me. Wow! So how is it split? Is it split horizontally for you, where you're wearing like half of a shirt and half pants, or are you just wearing like just shirt? Um, it would be like uh, like it changes, right? So I could be walking sure. towards you and appear like I'm wearing a full suit of clothes, sure, be sure. naked along the back. Sure. Or I could be appear look naked, but like everyone behind me sees the clothes, or everyone looking down on me from above or underneath. Sure. Like you know, I can do I can do it's what the I future. want. Future, yeah, it doesn't have to make sense. It's yeah. the future. All right, it's, it's the near future. Um, mine. I think mine also takes place in a future, but I think my future is dystopic. Right? I think. Have you ever done one that takes place in the past? I haven't, because all of mine are some fucking bizarre wild scenario so it it can't have already happened okay you know what here this is what it is you're right this takes place in the year 2003 
is <laughs> the, the dystopic year of 2003. But it takes place at a, a preparatory school. Um, mm. And this preparatory school is dominated by a headmistress that is just a fucking old piece of shit and she is just the worst right and uh not only is she just draconian and punitive and mean as all get out she also has this like she forces you to wear this uniform and the uniform is uncomfortable but everybody wears the uniform because Mm -hmm. if you don't holy shit it's just gonna come down on you let me tell you um so uh people are going around they're wearing this uniform and uh, and one day I'm at this school and I just get the idea and I'm like the uniform for for men is uh, a a uh, a long sleeve shirt and a sweater vest and cravat. a cravat and some uh, some 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 nice dress pants and uh, and, a, and a cowboy hat for some weird reason and a cowboy hat and oven mitts you have to wear oven <laughs> mitts as well one oven mitt one glove that's correct your dominant hand gets the glove your non-dominant hand gets the oven mitt because she's very intent on actually no. Every right hand always gets the glove, right? Because even because le- left-handers should use their right hand to write and everything, and then the left hand's oven mitts because you should never use your left hand for anything except for wiping your butt. Exactly, yes, because she's right-handed and she believes everyone in the world should be like her. Correct. Um, and uh, one day, what's her name? Her name is uh yeah. Kathy Oncologist. <laughs> Kathy Oncologist. Why do I go to? Mammaries and oncologists. They're good last I'd, names. Good question. <laughs> By the way, Mr. Mammaries uh, got with us on the Discord and he said thank you for answering his question. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Um, uh, so actually, Mrs. Mammaries did. Um, in any case, what the fuck was I saying? Oh, yeah. So uh, one day I just feel like, you know what? Fuck this system. It doesn't make any sense. We're going to just we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna work our way through it and and we're gonna wait this is 2003 so you're saying hack the planet i'm saying what hack you're saying. the planet even though that was 1991 <laughs> i'm saying it 2003 as if it's a new original idea that i've just had hey, if you're going to pre- preparatory school 2003 is your 1991 yeah that's probably true uh i don't know what that means and i'm pretending like it's wise like shit 2003 is my 1991 <laughs> I feel like people who go to preparatory schools are behind, just like people who are homeschooled are like a little bit behind the curve yeah. with regards to pop culture. Sure. Okay, that's fair. Um, so yeah, you you and your little buddies, you and your little buddies who are engaging in slightly homoerotic but also completely normal male bonding rituals, snuck a copy of Hackers in there because your friend Dean Pathology Good. told you that. Uh, <laughs> told there you that uh you get to see a really hot scene of angelina jolie you know uh being sweet and Dude, hot and a you almost see her a, a boobs. sheer a sheer out a sheer blouse you almost see her boobs so, and we can all masturbate together in the same room while we watch it <laughs> it's gonna be great yeah so uh, or you can take turns going to the the one bathroom <laughs> the, the adjoining bathroom very, to masturbate very noisily masturbating while we all watch <laughs> you just keep turning up the volume so yeah <laughs> So that's uh that's the we're getting this is a very rich inner life we've created for sure. you. Sure. Well, and and just rating. Truly, I, just, I don't think it's <laughs> rating has a rich inner life. I don't think it's worth it because what I do one night is I decide I'm gonna buck the system. I'm gonna hack the planet, and I, this song plays as we get like over the shoulder shots of like me doing something to my outfit and modifying it. And this is a whole montage while half a heart plays, and then the next day it's like a bunch of people on the quad, and you see me step out, and they look at. Me and you can't see what I'm wearing yet, and they go, "Whoa, oh. what'd you do?" Oh. 
and like a commercial for the super soaker and like yeah, exactly the, whoa what's that oh my god and it cuts to me and all i've done is i've cut off like one of the fingers on the glove and that is my raging against the machine for mrs oncology uh and uh yeah so this is exactly like i think you're right it's it's the like the uniform that all of the bare naked ladies have forced us to wear. This is the the most uniform bare naked ladies song, but there's a little something to it. It's not bad. Yeah, Minus like one finger. Yeah. yeah. This song would fit in the middle of any album. I, I, like a fucking public enemy album. You think we could put a half a heart sneak in the in? middle of any bare naked ladies <laughs> oh, album. Okay. Got it. You know what I meant. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I thought with your rating, you were going to show up on the playground and then the kids couldn't see you because you've been a ghost the whole time. <laughs> How would that have reflected my rating at all? because you're dressed but also they can see through you oh so you can simultaneously eat your cake and have it too like you can you can be fully dressed but also be completely nude because because your clothes are see-through well hold on i don't think nude means what you think (laughs) it doesn't mean you could see through a person (laughs) if they could still see my clothes i'm fully clothed yeah, I suppose. Do you think that you are? But they can see through your clothes to your naked, your naked That's body underneath. That's also not how ghosts work. <laughs> I don't know how many ghosts you've met, Saker, but I've, I've had, I've been around the block with a couple of yeah. them, and uh, yeah, they are real. Gross. You think people can just uh, choose what they see when they look at a ghost? I choose to see his clothes. I choose to see his nudity. That's how it works. That's legit. Yeah. All right, fair enough. We have the power with regards to ghosts, and we'll talk more about ghosts when we come back with more of. It's all been done. A bare naked ladies podcast. Ebbo. Uh huh. Yo. I knew it was coming, buddy. You knew it was coming. Every episode. Time for you to drop the fucking bomb. You've been hinting at this whole time. You've just been sitting there, grinning with your fucking face. I see you checking behind your counter, looking at what you got in your lap, and you can't wait to tell me all about it. You've been sitting on this juicy bit of gossip the whole time we've been recording, and you will not share it with me until now. I went to Lowe's yesterday and bought a do-it-yourself fence. <laughs> oh, 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 worth every fucking minute. <laughs> a do-it-yourself fence. What does that entail? It's like a bunch of spokes and a bunch of wire, and you put it up, and then uh, you have a fence. It's very small. Like chicken wire? Uh, kind of. Yeah, it's just very thin. Uh, it's not even wire. It's like a uh, what they make um 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 hangers out of, like clothes hangers. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. And like. Don't you already have a fenced-in We backyard? do. I needed to put... Uh, we got a new HVAC system in our backyard, ooh, and my ooh, tiny child ooh. is obsessed with the little slats in it with those tiny fans inside that are going to chop all <laughs> of his tiny fingers off. So I, uh, I erected a, a little boy fence around my HVAC system um, mm. just for my ease. Now I can... Buddy, it's a summer paradise back there. I lay on the hammock and I read a book, uh, my little boy is pushing his zebra walker around the yard, learning how to walk. My partner is doing some gardening, and we're all just having a fucking summer time. You are utopia. It. I am utopia. It is. It is called. It's. It's a picture captured. Captioned white privilege. <laughs> it's truly 2020 Norman, COVID edition. Norman Rockwell has painted this. Uh, it's. I call it serendipity. It's good for you. It's good for me. Um, what is the last home improvement? I, I could go for some Dairy Queen right now. Oh, man. I could. T- I fucking. 
every Saturday I've been going out and waiting in the huge fucking drive through line at Dairy Queen and buying blizzards. And it has been so rewarding. They have a new fucking pinata blizzard. God damn it. It's good. It's so fucking good. Have you been to the the pelateria down the street from me? Like the um, diamond? Or, the, is it called diamond? The, the Dolce, the Dolce Vita. Vita. What? Yes, I went there one time when That's I was leaving your house. Amazing! It's fucking great. Yeah, all of those Mexican ice cream places and there's a bunch in our neighborhood are amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's yeah. there's one in our neighborhood. There's one in yours, and they're fucking. You go in, and as a fucking Norman Rockwell person, the flavors are like, oh, burnt milk, oh, corn, and they're all fucking great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's like, oh, we made a we made a popsicle, but then we put Oreo cookies, literal entire Oreo cookies, in it, <laughs> and it was worth every cent. And it's every yeah, yeah. I can't wait to eat more of yeah, this. Yeah, they're they're super great. Um, yeah. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? You know, I'm not usually an ice cream boy. Like, I don't like ice cream on its own. I like, I have it as a topping on other, on like other desserts. I'm more of like a baked confection boy. Like, if I get like a nice, rich chocolate wow. cake, I can put a scoop of ice cream on that. Or like, if I get like a like a brownie sundae. Like, I like my ice cream as a component of a greater dessert. Wow. But then again, you know, I'll go for like a. I guess my favorite ice cream flavor is the um, salt Jenny's salted caramel. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. But I've recently discovered a. Uh, a fondness for Rocky Road, if like a traditional flavor. Now that's uh, that's a chocolate base, correct? Yeah, chocolate base with marshmallow swirls, and then I think chocolate covered almonds. I just can't do. I don't like chocolate ice cream. That that oh, makes me a, a strange little boy. But uh, yeah, I've never been. Don't like chocolate cake. Don't like chocolate ice cream. Uh, I, you don't like chocolate at all. I love chocolate bars, chocolate candy. I love chocolate chip cookies, but ice cream and cake. Nah, they have a weird huh. plasticky, like. I well, I don't. I just. I can't do it. Gross to me. Even like. It's like a texture issue. No, no. Like they taste like artificial to me. No, not not a textural thing. I'll do a Jenny's like darkest dark chocolate. Well, that's my partner's favorite, and and uh, mm-hmm. she, I'll take a bite of that. But uh, I can't. I like uh, I like the weird ones, but yeah, I almost never go for chocolate though because it overwhelms. Like if you get like a if you get three scoops, like three little scoops mm-hmm. to like do the tasting the tasting flight of ice creams, never make a chocolate because once you've eaten the chocolate, you cannot taste the other ice creams. That sounds about right. Yeah. Although yeah. the one time we went to Jenny, she got darkest dark chocolate, and they had a, a limited edition orange flavor. You take a little bit of both. Oh, it was so fucking good. Yeah. Oh, fruit man. and chocolate. We talked about how go- how good they go together. Fruit and chocolate. Fruit chocolate. And fruit chocolate. And chocolate. <laughs> oh. What rhymes with chocolate? You know what rhymes with chocolate. Everybody knows what rhymes with chocolate. That would be Gunbuster. That's right. <laughs> Nervous Rex are finished with Neon Genesis Evangelion, and they're doing all the tangentially related supplemental material. Uh, oh. This week, they're joined by special guest Jory to discuss the 1988 directorial debut of Hideaki Anno, which is Gunbuster. Uh, Gunbuster fucking whips ass. It's so good. And uh, this week, they're talking about it. That doesn't sound good, though. What, the Gunbuster? Whipping ass. Uh, I guess. It's interesting like- how many phrases we have that mean... Because, I, I mean, even so far back as Winamp, it really whips the llama's ass, right? Mm-hmm. That was meant to be yeah. like a, in, in, how good it is, right? But or like slaps, you know? Like I don't really think of slapping yeah. as as a good thing. I don't get that one like, either. Yeah, but I mean, it it makes sense in context as an idiom. Like I, I like like when someone says, "Oh my god, that slaps!" Like I get what they're saying 100. percent And it does viscerally. If I don't think about it, it does feel good to say something slaps. That shit yeah. slaps. Or plops. Plops is how everyone should be speaking now. They should be taking a cue from us. 
So then yeah. I revised my statement to say Gumbuster fucking plops, dude. Gumbuster's yeah, a rebel right. Plops right down in there. But why? So whipping ass is good, but sucking ass is bad. Unless you're a millennial yeah. and sucking ass, you're into it, right? <laughs> Are we? <laughs> yeah, dude. All millennials have to love sucking ass. It's uh, the millennial code that we all abide by. That sucks ass. <laughs> no, I think I think I've only used it in a, a pejorative context. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, Evan, have you ever eaten ass? No, no. Okie dokie. Thankfully, yeah, no. That's Nervous no. Rex, only on the Orange Groves Podcasting <laughs> Network. <laughs> I had to think about it a little bit, though. Were you, I, I'm not finished with the commercial yet. Were you just too ashamed to say yes? No, I don't think I have. Okay. I was just, I, I just, like, it seems like something that I could do, but nothing, but I don't, I, I'm like, huh, it seems like something I could do. Have I done it? <laughs> Thinking back, no. I was so, <laughs> like, I was so ready for that to be an out for the commercial, but I really do love talking about us eating ass, though. <laughs> have you? Yeah. I mean, I didn't enjoy it, but the person I was with did, and I was like, all right, yeah. let's do this. Yeah, I hear it's a, I hear it's a, uh, you know. It's a gift that can be given. <laughs> it is a gift to give. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if anyone who, yeah, I just don't think enjoying eating ass would be a good idea. Yeah, I did. I, I gotta say, I enjoyed it because they enjoyed it. But yeah, yeah, that that I think would be that. That's why I think I could get her. I could get myself yeah. to in do a it. Vacuum, but yeah, I've never, I, never quite, never quite gotten yeah, there. In a, in a vacuum. I mean, ju- that's kind of like any sexual thing that doesn't immediately pleasure me. I'm doing it. Because I like my partner's, re- I, I, you know, nobody mm-hmm. likes, I don't know, fingering someone for the sake of. <laughs> Damn, do I love hiding my fingers? Damn, this is. Fun. <laughs> Your little boy does. <laughs> and there's the end of the commercial. <laughs> We're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the episode when we spin that big wheel and figure out what we're going to talk about. And buddy oh, this one's a good one. This week, in the drink, you need to seduce the narrator of this song. <laughs> How do you go about it? What's your pickup line? All right. Oh, half a heart. Oh. Um, I don't... Uh, true. If this, if this is a song about Ed having cheated on his wife... Then mm-hmm. I mean the deed is half halfway done already, right? Like all you have to do is approach him, and uh, chances are he'll sleep with you. <laughs> Once a, a, a cheetah never changes their spots. Ooh, I like that. Damn, you've tied. That's a very good ladies' line if I've ever heard one. A cheater <laughs> never changes their spots. Yeah. But uh, Derek Jeter never changes his spots. Oh, that's a good one. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I don't know. Beyond that, do you feel like there's any trick that could really get this guy in the sack? Um, I feel like negging would work really well with this guy. Really? Ah. Oh. Because he's already got enough self-loathing that I feel like being a little bit cruel to him would resonate with it, with his own, like, image. Sure. Enough that he w- he could be basically bullied into sleeping I with you. or romancing. Yeah. So I guess my pickup line is, uh, um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a real cool uh, shirt you got there. <laughs> Just, that's that's all you really need, but just delivered with that level of like disdain. Oh man, I would say something like, uh, "Are your are your shoes supposed to look like that?" 
Uh, I think that would get him. I don't know. At least open the conversation up because then he's forced to respond to my bullshit. And what's nice about this song is I had to double check real quick. Uh, there are no genders mentioned, so we do not have to, like we did previously <laughs> with this segment, uh, I don't know, trick him into sleeping with us, even though he seems like he is probably yeah, a straight I think dude. that I think that when, when no gender is specifically stated, we should just assume no gender. Yeah. I think so. He has no gender. We have no gender. It's just two people with half a heart seeking out each sure. other. I think the best way to find him would be like in either a focus group or like a uh, um, like some sort of like group therapy session. Sure, I could see. This that. is one of those where he's like he's like pouring his his heart out about you know how he's a horrible person and like how he left his wife and like you know left his wife, but like he's he's like on the rocks with his wife. He doesn't feel like he has any control over his life. And then there's that moment where he's like finished crying and he like looks up and you've and then your eyes meet across the 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 thing and you're just that circle of folding chairs. And then later uh, that day or not later later in the session, like after the session breaks up, he goes for coffee and he, like he reaches for a donut. Then your hand happens to mm-hmm. brush his. Like I feel like that's the sort of thing. That's the sort sure. of level we're going for here. And then you get him like. I don't think he's an alcoholic. I think but he's I think a he sex likes addict. To drink. Anonymous, right? Yeah. Sure. Okay. That's yeah. Wow. Does that track? Sex addicts. Yeah, I think sex addicts anonymous has to be sort of the. I mean, any of the anonymous stuff is is rough because you're putting a bunch of people with the same addiction mm. in the same proximity. But I think sex is particularly hard because I know that with addiction services, you almost you you never you never want your your participants to be romantically engaged because that just leads to all sorts of messiness um so i feel like with sex addiction it'd be even harder to keep them yeah with alcohol addiction you don't bring alcohol to the meetings and with heroin addiction you don't bring heroin but with sex addiction but you cannot not bring your dick to a meeting (laughs) unfortunately yeah that's uh that's a that's interesting they make all the men wear those like movie style tie downs for the entire meeting <laughs> sure. where they have to like strap your penis to the little leg. gherkins down there. Little gherkins. Yeah. That's what they call them. Little <laughs> Wait, gherkins. I, is it merkin? What's, what's the phrase I'm thinking of? It is. I don't know. Uh, a mer- a merkin is a pubic of. wig. Is that yeah, what I was thinking? <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Obviously a gherkin is a pickle. That's probably not what I was thinking. Little gherkins. Uh, merkins and gherkins. That's our next podcast, my friend. Merkin or Gherkin. Oh, Merkin or... Oh, it's just a guessing game? <laughs> now it's time for Merkin or Gherkin. I do like that. Um, okay, interesting. Good. So I think uh, I think we nailed that one. All right, Ev, here's the point in the show when we take an email from our hungry, hungry hippos. This email comes from our friend James. James says... James. James. Multiple, Multiple James. Multiple James. I, every time. Uh, bare naked ladies are me. Colon. Huh. I don't know why. Okay. So anyway, bare naked ladies are me. Dr. Frankenstein Jr. 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 has built you out of discarded people parts, including the hacked up corpses of the ladies. Oh, bare naked ladies are me. Which part of you comes from each band member? You must both choose different parts. Ooh, okay. So okay. we are Evan and Saker are made from parts of the Bare Naked Ladies. Is that what we're doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a it's like a draft, a body oh, part a body draft. part draft. Okay. So once, so if I go first, which I'm well, going to, and pick Ed's eyes. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Too late. Done. <laughs> I have Ed's well, eyes. We have to we have to say how many different body parts we're taking, right? Does do we? No, sp- okay. No. <laughs> All right. 
You just have you have Tim you have Kev's entire <laughs> yeah, body. Yeah, I was gonna say like, <laughs> you're just made from Kev. Easy peasy. I choose Jim. The end. Uh, God, out of all the okay, let's just let's uh let's do just like hit locations, like crit- critical hits. So arm, arms, legs, torso, head. head. Perfect. Done. Okay. So you go first. You draft. Um. God. I'm gonna say Ed's head. Ed's head. You so you want those beautiful baby blues. The baby blues, and I think Ed. I think Ed is the easiest BNL boy on the eyes. Yeah. Okay. Now, does that come with the vocal cords? Yeah, I'd have to. Okay. Hey, it, that's perfect. Um, th- I mean, you're getting you're getting a goddamn value with that, then. Shit. Because <laughs> now I'm looking. I had to pull up a picture of the Brennigan ladies just to kind of see which one I would rather. Um, fuck. So I'm gonna go ahead and draft Ty's arms. That's my first. Oh, okay. I want to be strong, strong, strong. You want to be, you want to have some like muscular dwarven <laughs> yes, arms. Yes, absolutely. And that's exactly why I'm gonna take Ty's ah, legs because I need that. Shit. I need that that good foundation. Okay. Now I'm tempted. Looking at this picture, I'm tempted to take. Here's what I know about the ladies: they love a strong man mm-hmm. and they love a fashionable man. And I think mm-hmm. if I took Kev's legs, I could wear the skinniest skinny jeans. So I'm oh, going to have yeah. humongous arms, and I'm going to go ahead and draft Kev's legs real quick. <laughs> Popeye <Okay>. motherfucker here. <laughs> Robin, Robin Williams Popeye. That's exactly right, yes. <laughs> All right. So um, i got to take a good tour. I'm going to take uh, – let's see. I've got I got a good foundation. i got Ed's head. Um, you know, I think I'm going to take uh, – Kev's torso. Now, why Kev's torso? Because I feel like it's a good middle of the road torso. <laughs> like I feel like Tyler's torso is going to be a little too barrel chested for my sure. needs. Jim is going to be a little too weedy for what I uh-huh. want. Uh, Steve, I think I could work with Steve, but um, I think for what I'm for what I'm after, and I think I don't want to go just Ed all the way right. down because Ed is obviously a preferred torso. Like, and I think that like Kev's a good second string torso. I don't want to steal all the Ed sure. bits, that sort of stuff. Because I think once we get all of our our main bits, we can we can mix and match other tiny pieces. Like, say if I want like uh, Jim's fingers, okay, okay, which I do. okay, we can each take a bonus bit from from <laughs> from the ladies at the yeah. end. Okay, but that has to be our last thing we pull. Uh, so what do I, yeah. I still need a fucking torso and a head. Uh, I'm going to take Jim's torso. Cause I, Ooh, he's, wow. So you've got, you got, I got thin legs, yes. thin torso, and then just like <laughs> muscular arms. Well, I think Jim is the tallest. And again, I'm, I'm, this is an eye towards what the ladies want. So I'm going to go ahead and take uh-huh. Jim's torso. Cause I think he's a, uh-huh. he's a tall man and, uh, and ladies love height. <laughs> they they do. do. If my experience with the ladies has been, anything it's that they like sure, absolutely uh we're back to you you just need arms i just need uh-huh. arms and i think i'm gonna go with jim's arms okay why jim he's because he's i feel like, like scraggly he's a big i know i know man. i feel like lanky lanky arms would work well on kevin's torso uh-huh. and i can't use kevin's arms and i don't want like ed or steve's arms because they're a little too beefy for my purposes sure okay that's legit that's legit uh, I need a head. Neither of us have taken anything from Steve, though. <laughs> well, I... Which is exactly what he I, wants. I need a head, and I think I'm going to pick yeah. Steve's head. Yeah, Steve's, Steve's, head's, Steve's got a pretty good head on He's his shoulders. He's not unattractive, and he has the best voice out of all the... Actually, yeah. Yeah, you get- I truly think out of all the ladies, this might be a big swing to say, Steve might have aged the most gracefully. 
I don't know. Ed looks pretty fucking good. Like he's he's definitely got the silver fox vibe going with his little beard. Yeah, you know? I don't, I'm not into that beard. Maybe that's why I'm not digging it. But Steve looks fucking good, man. Steve is he's like got those dark glasses and that like just silver on the sides, yeah. dark on top. Like the dude looks fucking good. Good as hell. Yeah. Um, I don't know. All right. So well, I mean, Jim hasn't aged at all, so <laughs> we can't really. That's not a fair comparison. That's true. I should have just taken Jim all the way down. Um, all right, what, what's your bonus bit? Um, well, I've already got Jim's arm, so I've got Jim's fingers. I'm going to go with... Uh, um, ooh, Steve's sense of self-loathing. <laughs> okay, interesting. You want that. That is something... No, okay. I don't. I don't. I want to get rid of that. Um, I would like. So who has, who has an a, a overblown sense of confidence? What about Kevin's overblown sense of confidence in that he can sing the first track from Very Good Ladies Are Met? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's, yeah, that's, uh, that was a I'm low very blow. Mean to Kev. I don't mean to be so mean. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Steve's ass because I always felt Steve had a good okay, ass. I like that. I like that. Um, I still got an eye. T- and if I know anything about the ladies, it's that they like butts. <laughs> and they cannot lie. Um, I have no choice. I, with an eye towards what the ladies want, I got to go with Andy Cregan's giant dong. Uh, I've heard the tales. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. How could I not? Which is why I didn't. I, I thank you for, for paving the it way. It was just the, the lowest of the <laughs> lowest road now, you, that you could possibly. You did not know it was going to be. The surprise there was Andy Cregan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Ebo. We done did it again. Hey, oh, hey, hey, if you want to send us an email this in, from the previous segment, you can email us. It's all been done podcast <laughs> at Gmail. Uh, um, I believe the lady said, woo, hoo, hoo. You can no longer <laughs> talk about what came before. Fair enough. Uh, but in this segment, I also have another thing to say, which is leave us an iTunes review. Um, we're, we're stuck at 50. Leave us a Crytunes review. Oh, give us a Y-Tunes review. Just five stars and just say Why? <laughs> What? Give us a Pie Tunes review. Just tell us what your favorite pie is. Not a bad idea. <laughs> and what song you like to listen? Like what songs you like to bake to? <laughs> Give us a Nye Tunes review where you just post a link to a picture of Bill Nye. Oh, Fry Tunes review where you heat up a bunch of oil and <laughs> put your put your review into there. <laughs> uh, give us a Lie Tunes review where you make your own soap while you give us five stars. <laughs> It was a SciTunes review. Isn't he a rapper or something? I think at this point everyone is giving us a SciTunes review. So let's yeah. just uh, cut that right up right there. Um, you can uh, 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 join the Discord. You can. Uh, sub- I was going to say give us a GuyTunes review. Music only for men. <laughs> Very good, ladies. Um, you can. Uh, what's the What's the manliest band? Andrew W. K. No. Um, I, fe- I don't know. Probably like some sort of jock rock yeah, band. Yeah, it's got to be some... I feel like it's some fucking... Who let the dogs out? Baja men. They've even got men in their name. That's not bad. I feel yeah. like it's Steely Dan or some fucking ass 70s Chicago or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like... Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's that's just that's traditional masculinity. What's the best... Like, what's the best man band for male identifying people? For mask male identifying mask. people, the best man band... Um, fuck. So what, what defines a man band? This is one that's just like, like just unequivocally. Is it just hard? Does it go hard? No, I think that that's, again, that's, I think you're, you're, you're verging into toxic masculinity. Like what band would, what, you know, cause men can be soft yeah. men can be supple. So then what are you think, asking me? <laughs> I guess I, I'm asking you why you think bare naked ladies is the perfect man band. <laughs> <laughs> um, because their feelings resonate with men 
across the globe. I think the things that they sing about are things that women would never understand. (laughs) 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 Even though I feel like 80 to comprehend 80% of very good ladies fans are women. Yeah. 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 Um, you can get with us on Facebook. We are it's all been done by the ladies podcast. Get with us on Twitter at Bin Done Pod. Um, Ev, what do you want to plug this week? Grinning. Grinning. Because you're excited to come up to Grinning Streak. <laughs> Don't we have As You Like It first? Uh, As You Like It was their Shakespeare one that was came out no, or whatever. Isn't there one in between this and Grinning Streak? I, probably. What the fuck do I know? This is the No Nothing. Uh, all in good time. Yeah, that's the one. I knew it was time. some sort of like. So pseudo Shakespeare thing. Yeah. So yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, you know me. I'm going to plug this week. Uh, it's a uh, a gloom spite glitz story or get story as I like to call it uh, about a vengeful Dwarden. Uh, and this Dwarden gathers to reclaim its ancestral home, Ratgob. Which... I'm just going to take my earphones out. <laughs> it's Shriekstone. It's a new Evan Dickens story uh, that's chronicling uh, the Warhammer Age of Sigmar in the Black Library. You can get into the head of the loon boss as he plots and schemes in a tale filled with brutal war. It's Evan. It costs four dollars. Fucking everybody, go buy Shriekstone. Make, uh, yeah. Top the charts. I'm donating all the royalties to Black Lives Matter, so that that's what 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 little royalties there are. Yeah. Everyone acted like it was a big thing when I said that, but I'm like, it's like a hundred bucks. <laughs> People like, get it's on not, your face. It's not a lot of. It's not. I don't get a lot of royalties on these things. Right. So the back end you're keeping every action figure they make out of the the Shriekstone thing. You get to keep the entire thing for that, right? No. Oh, okay. Oh, so royalties include the back end. If they make a movie out of this, are you keeping or donating that money of? Oh yeah, I'll donate. I'll donate everything. <laughs> I mean, oh, shit. for the for this for the story. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, they're not going to make a movie out of this. Believe me. Believe me. I don't know about that. Uh, but I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral. <laughs> I'm the kind of guy who does what he says he's going to do. Sure. So if I, if if somehow someone were to glom onto this and it started a multi million dollar property, I'll go into BLM. Perfect. All right. Great. Better than BNL. I gotta say. Uh, mm. if we're talking about three letter B acronyms, I choose BLM yeah. every time. Uh, all right, Ev, this was a, this is a good time. This is a lot of fun. I had a, I had a blast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you were talking about things earlier that we do because your partner really likes them. Uh huh. Yeah. This is, I guess this show is my equivalent of eating ass. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is your eating ass and you're doing it for me, buddy. See you again in one, one week day or so. Yeah.